Psalm chapter 72 of Solomon. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush their oppressor. May the fear, may they fear you while the sun endures. And as long as the moon throughout all generations, may he be like the rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days, may the righteous flourish and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls, and the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land. On the tops of mountains may it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon. And may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. May his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we've ended book two. And we've ended book two of the Psalms. The Psalms. I know. So, Deez, uh, it's, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We are approaching Christmas. We are entering into the Advent season. Thanksgiving, what a time. What a time. Hope everyone had a wonderful one. And, uh, you know, this is, I mean, this turn of the calendar, I mean, it is so magical, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And 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 that magic, you know, even though Christmas is materialized and like some people think of, um, you know, people think of like Chevy Chase and like <laughs> these kinds of things, but but really the magic is rooted in the incarnation Absolutely. Like, like that is, you know, even like the fact that there's like all these Christmas songs and candy and presents and like these things, like all of these are means by which we're trying to throw this great feast as it were, mm -hmm. that is appropriate to the coming of God yeah. as a human being in our midst. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things I love about this Psalm in particular is it tells us a lot about that God. It tells mm -hmm. us a lot about his justice, how he is, what he cares about. Mm -hmm. um, what what are the things that are valuable to him? Um, and so it's just a beautiful text. Mm -hmm. 
It's really interesting, you know, because it's like this silhouette, like the, the Psalm is pointing towards this silhouette, uh, towards this future King to the Royal sun. And it, it seems to be this like reflection on what we call the Davidic covenant, which, you know, uh, God promises to David that, um, you know, one of his heirs, one of his offspring will for all of time, uh, take the throne of David and rule. Mm-hmm. And so it's this forward-facing prayer uh, towards this silhouetted Messiah yeah. of uh, what, you know, this psalmist hopes for him to be like. And it, it's this, you know, this justice uh, towards the oppressed. It's all nations bowing down and reverence Well, yeah, that's the interesting him. thing about the uh, this passage is that in one sense, this king, uh, this Messiah seems so beyond us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has dominion from sea to sea, from the rivers to the ends of the earth. The desert tribes bow down before him as enemies lick the dust, right? So mm-hmm. in one sense, this king is this like sovereign, almighty, fear-invoking, powerful, you know, great mm-hmm. uh, king. Yeah. But then I love it. He delivers the needy, mm. the poor um, who has no helper. Like he takes pity on them. He saves the lives of the needy, mm. those who are oppressed. He redeems their life. Mm. And uh, and I love this, uh, the last line of verse 14, precious is their blood in his sight. Mm. So this is so different, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I was talking about how because when I talked about headship and submission, we were back in the Colossians series. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how, um, you know, what do we do with power? This is why, mm-hmm. like, we struggle with the headship and submission passages. Yeah. It's because we always take power and exploit it. Yeah. And so it's like, if you rule from sea to sea, you certainly don't care about the poor and the needy. Mm-hmm. You, you you certainly, like, the, like the, the, um, the blood of the oppressed is not precious in your sight. Mm. Um, but that's, what's so weird about the upside down kingdom of, of Jesus. And obviously we see Jesus like proving this over and over and over again, where the great and powerful Jesus, I mean, I was just think about like even the incarnation, like, what are we talking about here? Will, what are we celebrating that the, you know, I think about Colossians one, the, the one that all things are made through him, all things are made for him. He is sovereign and powerful over all things. He reigns over all things. Everything bows to him, everything um, you know, we all, all of our life is dependent upon him, mm. right? This is the God that we talk about. And yet the way that he manifests himself among us is in this obscure place, mm. uh, in this obscure way he comes, he's born in Bethlehem, kind of as this like sojourner, he escapes under threat of death. Uh, he identifies with the neediest among us. He's an immigrant in every way. He comes and he grows up in this like podunk town. Mm-hmm. What good can come out of Nazareth? Mm-hmm. And from this post, this marginalized post, uh, this is how he brings redemption and life and healing. You know, as we sing at Christmas time, light and life. This is how he brings all of this to the whole mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. This is how he brings the you know abundance and goodness and and. Uh, you know, and again, the, the fruit of life to the whole world. So again, I love this description because way back in the psalmist, David is seeing something mm. um, of what his, what his Lord, you know, the Lord says to my Lord, you know, what his Lord is ultimately going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
a few things come to mind. The first of which is that Jesus uh, did not come out of nowhere. Right. You know, and, and I think that this is why it's so important to comb your way through the drama and the tension of the Old Testament and of scripture and the history of the people of Israel is passages like this, as you read through, just they, they create that sense of yearning that make the advent, the arrival of Almighty God so astonishing mm. and, and powerful. Amen. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I love our, our minds went uh, right to the exact same place, um, which probably means we spend a little too much time together. But I, I wish it was more. <laughs> I know, That's all I, know, I can say. I know. You, you text me the other night and you were like, are you doing anything? And I was like, well, I'm getting together with a bunch of middle-aged dads. <laughs> and you were like, well, I'm, well, I'm wearing Lululemon and Hoka shoes. Can yeah, I come? Yeah, I'll fit in. I'll fit in. I know. I wish you could have. But anyway. But uh, I only wish it was more. I know. But anyways, our minds went to the same place. Literally, the word that came to mind, which you said, is fear invoking. How, like, have you ever known somebody who is truly fear invoking? And just astonishingly powerful, and yet so gentle yes. and kind. Like that it's, is, it's it, this is kind of it's. If if I wasn't like a Christian and thought about these things all the time, I mean, still like it's hard for me to imagine, oh, you know. Yeah. But it's I wouldn't totally even have a category for it. Yeah, yeah, totally counterintuitive. And it's why we like struggle. You know, we we often make Christ in our own image, where he's right. either uh, he's either very docile and passive or he's kind of rude and, and right, uh, scary. Yeah. And yet, you know, this, this portrait uh, totally crosses up both of those. And, you know, I love that, the idea that the, the blood of those people is precious in his sight. Mm -hmm. um, just to like add a, a little color to that image. Cause I think it's not one that our minds would gravitate towards, but I just thought about, um, you know, I don't have kids, so I'm sure that you could even uh, draw this powerfully towards kids. But um, a few, a couple years ago, like, we were about to have some friends over for dinner, and Jenna made this like epic Mexican spread um, right before they got there, and she was making the guacamole like right as they were about to pull up, uh -huh. and she like cut her hand open, and it was you know this very like stressful moment. But like it was the first time we, we'd been married for like a few months or a year or something. And it was the first time like, you know, she'd really like bled like over the countertop and stuff since we got married. And it was like obviously stressful because it, there was pain and everything involved. But it was also like there's something about seeing like your wife bleeding. That's yes. like, oh, like yes. yeah. the blood was precious. Whereas like <laughs> if I was like sitting in a yes. restaurant or a coffee shop and someone was like, oh, I cut myself. It would be like, oh no, are you okay? Like, you know, here, you know, you you would be kind of disturbed just because it's blood, but it wouldn't necessarily pull at you in that right, same right, way. Right, right, yeah. And it's like that's how Jesus like views and empathizes mm. with his people. That's this King who is so fear invoking and high and mighty, and yet he cares that intimately. Yeah, his heart is moved in the same way. I mean, obviously in a greater way. Yeah. that yours was. Yeah, uh, that's a really great imagery. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one other uh, like a little line, and then and then I have one thing to say that just kind of ties a lot of this together. Love it. Um, you know, verse eighteen, blessed is the Lord, the Yod Hey Vav Hey there, the Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Some people translate it, the God of Israel, and then I love this: who alone does wondrous things. Mm. Like that's an amazing. Hmm. That's an amazing sentence. Yeah. And, and and I think there's like kind of two ways to look at this. Like everything wondrous ultimately flows from God. Sure. But then on the other side, it's like, 
the the wondrous things of the Lord are so wondrous that you are like like to call anything else wondrous. It, it's not the same category. Yeah. Like the Lord's wonder is so high above any other wonder that it's only the the Lord, the God of Israel, yeah. who All does wondrous yeah. things. Right? Yeah. yeah. Everything else is dim. That's a good way to put it. Okay, you were saying that like we oftentimes view Jesus as kind of one and the other. This is a uh, little plug for travel, Will. Ooh. So St. Catherine's Monastery, it's at Mount Sinai. It's a, it's an old Byzantine monastery, you know, 6th nice. century. Nice. Um, there's this painting there uh, called Christ Pantocrator, okay? Christ Pantocrator, which, you know, the Latin means Christ Lord of all, okay? Mm. Christ the or the ruler of all literally the ruler of all and it has these like two faces of jesus here i'll show you the um so this is the painting now this is like somebody has like painted both paintings fully yeah and so in one side it's like christ the judge and then it's like christ the merciful it's an incredibly powerful painting. You see it, see it, how it goes yeah. together. Yeah. And so it's like, there's like two different faces, but it's like huh. one side is one thing and one side is the other. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I love, I love this, you know, painting. And I remember like looking at it for the first time I got to go on this trip in 2006 over there. And I was, you know, a little 24 year old, like Will and just, <laughs> you know, fresh eyed and just taking in the world and bushy old tail. I know. Yeah. I know. And I, uh, um, but I remember like just thinking about like kind of the conversation that we're having right now of like, you know, man, it is so hard to like understand this Jesus who mm -hmm. um, the, the rivers bow before him, like the, mm -hmm. you know, everything, you know, bows at his command. He is ruler of all. And yet he is merciful. He identifies with the weak. He himself is called a man of sorrows acquainted mm. with grief. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. uh, but he's the, he's the ruler of all. Like he, he, and, and I love that ruler of all. He's the panto crater. Like he's, he's overall, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there, there is nothing so joyful that Jesus, you know, does, cannot understand because mm -hmm. he's the Lord of all joy. Mm -hmm. And yet there's nothing so sorrowful that he cannot meet us in that place of sorrow. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, if you just start thinking about Jesus that way and the way that this psalm describes him, yeah. it just makes him so big. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, you talk about this often uh, from the pulpit around this time of year, but uh, this time of year is one of those things where the highs are high and the lows are lower. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the lost family members or broken relationships or everything sting more. Um, and also like sweet family memories and everything are all the sweeter. And uh, we find a king who is so deeply integrated and acquainted with both. Jesus, mm. the Panto Crater. The, the Panto Crater. I love it. I love it. It, it, it. I love it because it's Sounds like, like a Matt Papa song. Yeah. All right. We should call Matt. We'll call Matt. We'll yeah. get a little royalty on that one too. So. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, that's uh, a great conversation. I'm excited about this. We're going to we're gonna uh, connect every Sunday, right? Through December? Every Sunday. We'll All be right. here. I love it. Well, for Will Carlisle, uh, I'm Jason Dees. We'll see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.